0: That's their dream, but we have our dreams. Let's make our dreams come true. Hey, hey, hey. Hey listeners. I have a special guest on here with me today, named PK. He's a real estate agent and does investment sales. Happy to have you on my podcast, PK.
1: Hey, thank you guys for having me. How's it going?
0: It's going good. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm I'm excited to talk a little bit about uh, what I do today.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm so glad to have you on. And I just um, want you to tell me a little bit about, you know, investment sales, what you do, and how your journey began.
1: Of course, of course. Um, So I I guess the journey first began uh, when I was about 16 or 17 years old. Um, I was living in Minot, North Dakota for a little bit. Uh, That's where I went to high school. And all of a sudden, we were in this competition in high school. A teacher said, econ teacher said something about, hey, you get, you know, a fake $100,000 to invest. And then over the course of the next two or three months, um, let's see where you end up. So that kind of sparked my interest right at the beginning. And that's kind of what propelled me to just keep on going.
0: I love that. So do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more um, what you invest in?
1: Definitely, definitely. So I I do a couple of things. One is Forex, which I'll explain a little bit more into the podcast. Uh, Another investment strategy um, tool that I use is also cryptocurrency. And then I do do as well a lot of uh, stocks. So those are the big three that I'm doing currently right now. And then of course, smaller other projects that I do for fun.
0: Wow, that's a lot. So you're literally doing many different things, getting into cryptocurrency, stocks, and Forex. So that is amazing. And I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So for someone who wants to get into investment sales and learn more about how they can get into like, you know, stocks and um, Forex and cryptocurrency, like all the um, things that you named, do they have to take a course or get a certificate or get a degree to become an investor?
1: So it, it depends. It depends. So one, if you're going to do it for yourself, um, I, you don't have to get any type of degree or certification or anything like that. But once you want to work for like a firm company, brokerage company, whatever you have you, or you want to trade for other people, then that's where you'll have to go out and get your, you know, your, you'll have to reach out to FINRA and get your licenses uh, all squared away so that you can legally trade for other people.
0: Okay so like how does that process work like how long does it take to um do that
1: so for example uh when I wanted to start my little fund my little forex fund I went out and I took my SIE exam which is the entrance exam um and then you can locate that on Friendo's website uh it took me about about two or three weeks to complete um that's just because I was I had my head buried in the books and then after Want to go take the series six and the series seven. Um, And those licenses are specific to certain types of vehicles for investments. And then also giving you that responsibility and that go ahead to trade for other people.
0: Okay, so I'm guessing you just do that all online at your own time?
1: Uh, Yep, you can definitely do it on your own time. Uh, Definitely take the classes study it is it is very hard I found it hard at least yeah. for some other people they might find it easy but for me I found it kind of hard but it comes with a big responsibility right you don't want to manage you know hundred thousand dollars and lose all that money so
0: yeah it sounds really hard so I bet <laughs> it took a lot of studying and a lot of commitment and dedication to get through that
1: yeah it was worth it in the end though
0: yes definitely for sure So I know a lot of people get scared to start investing because they think they need lots of money. So is that true? And how much do you need to start investing?
1: So I started with, everyone's story is different. Um, Some people get loaned, you know, quite a bit of money. Some people start with literally dollars. I started with about 200 um, and I've come a long way since then. The biggest name of the game for me, which I'll also touch on a little bit more in this podcast, is compounding your earnings and compounding your uh, the money that you keep on making, right and not pulling out your money. So eventually down the road, 10, 20, 30 years, if you're doing everything right, you just have a huge snowball of you know, money that just keeps on compounding. So I think it's pretty I think it's a pretty safe bet to start with a little amount of money um and then continue to roll that over uh don't go out and take out a loan for 50 grand and then you know you don't really know what you're doing and then all of a sudden you lose that money and you're in a bad spot
0: yeah that totally makes sense so pretty much yeah start small and then from there keep adding on yeah that over okay that's good to know because like i said a lot of people think that you need lots of money and they just get scared and you know they just are like i'm not gonna invest so that is amazing to know that. So for someone starting out, like what should they begin investing in?
1: So I think it, I think it depends on what your interest is. Uh, If you like a lot of speculation in the markets, I would go to cryptocurrency. If you want to read about companies and their earnings and their, you know, reports and go to stocks, right? If you want to get into volatility and currencies and you wanna learn more about global indices and that's where I would say get into Forex. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of other vehicles that you can use to invest your money and make money. But for me, those are kind of the big three a lot of people are doing. Um, and so it's just, it's really up to the investor. What, what do they wanna do in the end and how do they wanna make money?
0: Yeah, well, it seems like there's a lot. So you have to keep up with stuff, probably read a lot of articles. So how do you keep up with the market and what is going on?
1: Oh boy. So there's a, there's a lot of late nights and there's a lot of early
0: mornings. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I do, I do Forex and that's basically uh, it's basically 24, six, right? So the markets, some on some exchanges, the markets open Sunday night at about five and then all markets close Friday at about 5.00 PM Eastern. So you have a lot of, and it's 24 hours in between. It's not like the stocks, right? Where you kind of have your, you know, your your daytime trading starts at 8.30, opening bell central time, right? And you go till, you know, three-ish, four-ish, whatever it may have you. Um, this is all throughout. So if I'm in a trade and it's 2 a.m. in Minneapolis, right? I'm waking up and I'm like, oh my, what's going on, right? Um, so it's, it's a, it's a lot of sleepless nights, but it does work out in the end if you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. So what do you do? Like do you read articles, like do, you, how do you keep up?
1: Yeah. So I, I do a couple different things. Um, I have a few websites that I have bookmarked on my website. Uh, there's a few out there that keep track of what's happening, uh, keeping track of calendar days of hey, are the, are the unemployment numbers coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, what does the, what do the job reports look like? Um, there's, there's a lot of different days where a lot of different information comes out and it's important to stay on top of it. Not only in America, but currencies affect the whole world, right? So you yeah. have the British pound, you have the yen. I mean, you just, you have the Australian dollar, you have the US dollar. You have the Swiss franc, So there's so many pairs that you kind of just have to focus on a few. Um, And what helped me out a lot was focusing on a few. And then from there, just really devoting a lot of time and energy about reading about, hey, what's happening in Switzerland, right? What's happening here that's gonna affect the value of whatever I'm trading.
0: Wow, it seems like a lot of analyzing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it gets up there. What does help, to be honest, is Twitter. Uh, Twitter okay. is, pretty, is pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool because you have a, you have a few things. People are always talking. You can go out there. I'm not saying go out there and trust what people say, but <laughs> if you want news, it, it gets out pretty quick. So Twitter is also a pretty good tool. Uh, when I see what's trending, you know, first thing in the morning about you know prime minister in England saying something, and all of a sudden something tanks, right? So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that is true. Social media um, can make a big impact. And that's where you can get a lot of news. That's how I learn about a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so you've talked a lot lot about like Forex. So do you want to explain what that is? Yeah,
1: definitely. So Forex is short for basically foreign exchange markets. Um, All it basically is, is you're trading the volatility of currencies. So Mm -hmm in stocks, you would, for example, buy Facebook, and I don't know the exact numbers, but let's just say Facebook's at a hundred bucks, right? Most people would buy Facebook at a hundred bucks at like, you know, two shares per hundred bucks, right? So in the end, if that two shares at a hundred, is 200, right? And then let's just say it goes up to 150. Now your two shares at 150 is 300. So you've made, 100 bucks right now when that money goes down most people don't short it and we can talk about that at a different day but most people don't short their money in currencies you can do both so you can say hey i want to buy the u.s dollar to the japanese yen that currency pair and i think it's going to go up so i'm going to buy that right and that value goes up you make money same thing. If it's a high number, you're like, you know what? I think the US dollar yen pair is gonna go down. You can also sell it and make money at the same time. Um, another big reason why I do Forex instead of most other uh, investment vehicles is because it is a lot more volatile, right? So with the time frame being 24 hours over, you know, five or six days, you have more of a chance to make money in my opinion than like the stock market or, you know, cryptocurrency.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So I want to talk more about risk management. Do you mind talking more about that and explaining that?
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I think one of the biggest things that people make mistake of uh, before they start investing with their money is risk management. I was guilty of it. I know a lot of people are too as well. So if you can definitely learn how to manage your risk before you start trading, it helps in the long term. Um, and what I mean by that is if you have a hundred dollars and don't try and trade with the whole hundred, the whole hundred dollars, uh, normally you want to trade with about, like, it's going to sound low, but one to $10. So like one to 10%. And even then, if you ask the professionals, 10%, it's pretty high. Right. So, but we're talking, we're talking, uh, we're talking scale of it. It's the same concept. If you had a million dollars, right? You want to trade one percent to ten percent of it. So the whole goal and the whole aim is before why I said, you know, you want a snowball effect of how much money you get is you're able to manage your risk now so that ten years, twenty years, thirty years down the road, you're not managing a hundred dollars anymore. Now you're managing one million dollars, right? And this also helps you in case there's losses. If anyone tells you that they never lose in investments or trading or anything like that, they're lying to you, okay? Everyone loses, but it's about who manages their risk the best. That's who wins in the long-term. So I think it's a pretty important concept that, uh, unfortunately, I got a lot of hard lessons from, but if people are able to understand that right out the get-go and not be greedy, uh, I think it will really, really benefit people uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes you just have to learn and make mistakes and then just get better as time goes. So I like how you said you said one to 10 percent.
1: Yes. Yep. That w- that's what I would do. Right. Okay. Um, but I know other people have different. If you feel totally comfortable doing 50 percent, go do it. Right. But I think that's a pretty high number. Um, and I don't know if that's sustainable enough over the course of your lifetime to be training at 50% risk all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds very risky. <laughs> <laughs> so now if we can go back in time, what is something you wish you learned about financial literacy when you were younger?
1: Uh, I would definitely say, there's a few things. Um, the one that sticks out to me right away is just save it. Uh saving and spreading your money around. Um, I think when people attain a lot of money or attain some money, uh obviously, you know, pay your bills. I'm gonna sound like a dad here. Pay your bills, you know, make sure everything's good. Uh go get your groceries, make sure there's gas in your vehicle, things like that. But it's also just saving, taking that portion of your paycheck, whatever you get, and just putting that away. And when you put that away, maybe you do find other investments. Maybe you're not into investments, right? Maybe you're like, eh, that's too risky. I don't really wanna do any of that, okay? Then it's all about saving your money, saving your money, saving your money and putting in a bank account to hopefully get interest for you one day, right? So I think that's one of them is I wasn't a very good saver when I was young. I didn't have money and all of a sudden I start getting you know, a couple hundred bucks every week and I think I'm rich. <laughs> right. I'm going out to, I'm going out to Wendy's every week. Yeah. Right. And all <laughs> of a sudden the you're like, <laughs> you're hitting the four for four. You're buying everyone four for fours at the Wendy, <laughs> at the Wendy's. Right. And you start to, you know, now I look back and I was like, oh my goodness, I probably should have saved a little bit, you know, better or more. Uh, but to spin it around on the good side, I, I'm glad that I also went through that. Right. So now I know how to save and what to save. Uh, and, and more importantly, when to save, right, it's okay to splash a little bit, right, but also you want to make sure everything else in your life is is taken care of, so.
0: Yes, I totally agree, saving is very important. When I was younger, I didn't save either until I got older, um, and a lot of kids or a lot of, like, youth, they just think, oh, like, yeah, a couple hundred dollars, are like, oh my gosh, I'm rich, and they don't have a lot of responsibilities or not everyone, but I mean, some people do, some people don't, but they're just like, Oh, why not? Like, why not buy some shoes? Why not do this? Why not splurge on yeah. that? And so just like yep. that money aside to maybe pay for a car, um, you know, pay for their first semester in college or something like that. So they're not stressed out in the future. So yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Exactly. I mean, it's super important.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Well, is there any advice you would like to give the listeners?
1: Uh, I will say if you're, if you're interested in investing, I would personally, if you're the person, I would personally read about what you'd like to invest in. I think there's a lot of hearsay out there. And I think a lot of people, uh, it's a lot of word of mouth, right? And I just think it's kind of like a big game of telephone, right? When you play telephone, you went around the classroom, by the time it gets to the last person, that's not even what you told the first person. So I think if you go out there and read for yourself on credible websites, you go out there, do your own research, it's okay to learn by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You go out there, read, learn, invest a little money, start small. Then you start you start learning for yourself. You start gaining knowledge. You start becoming more confident in what you're doing. Um, and then you'll see that you're like, wow, I'm actually learning a lot. But once you have other people tell you, hey, you know, do this or put 10,000 bucks into this or do that, uh, it doesn't really, I don't think it really helps the investor as much as if they were to go out and, you know, say, oh my gosh, this is a great investment. I wanna invest my money into it. So I think in the end, it's just do your own research, you know, be vigilant and just, you'll be fine.
0: Yes, so do your own research don't listen to what other people say, make your own or form your own opinion. So I totally yes. agree with that with everything in life. Um, yes. But I appreciate you for sharing with us your journey and in investing. And I hope that the listeners can take something out of this episode and, you know, add another stream of income.
1: Yeah, no, this is awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, of course.